Yeah. Give me a second. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Good seeing you all. Glad you came out. Uh, The name of the message is going to be called Stay Hooked and Don't Quit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you all, but over the last so many years, there's been a lot of opportunity for me to have wanted to quit, to unhook, to go somewhere else where it had been easier. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But no, you know, I just kept remembering what the Holy Ghost told Brother Keith. Do you think I can do better for you? And sometimes when you're holding on and it looks like it's going down and you're drowning, it's a pretty good little fight just to stay hooked and keep holding. But what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to show you a couple principles or uh, we'll go through a series of scriptures. And what we're going to do is we're going to believe that if you're in that situation or that you're just coming out of it, that you'll get a little more hope, a little more light and have a little bit more success. And then if you know somebody that's in the same situation, you can help them too. Because God loves us. That's the reason on those offerings that it's given, given, it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together. That works because God loves us. God loves us so much. He gave the most valuable thing there was, His Son. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn to Hebrews 4 and 16. And it'll be King James. It says, let us therefore come unto the throne of, boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. How would you come boldly to the throne unless you were confident when you went up there something was going to happen? You wouldn't walk up there if you weren't confident, if you weren't fully persuaded. It says, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So many times looking back on my life, when there was a time of need, sometimes I'd go to the Lord, sometimes I'd go to people. And what I found out is people have a lot of opinions, a lot of ideas, a lot of goofy theology, including myself probably still a little. But we're getting getting more light, we're getting a little sharper. But in following the Lord only and going directly to His Word, You'll have much success. He will not lead you wrong. He's not going to tell you a lie. He he isn't trying to get you stuck down there in the the cul-de-sac so you can pray, beg, borrow, and steal to get out. Nah, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's back up to 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed unto the heavenlies, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. 15. For we have not an high priest which can't be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was with all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Anything that you and I are going through, God went, Jesus went through too. If there was a, a, a sorry situation or somebody did you wrong, or the, it's, it's countless problem. But point being is, he said he was tempted in all points. You know, you, the scripture says there's no temptation but such as common to all men. But God is faithful and he'll provide a way out. Hallelujah. He's already been there. He's already done that. 
He, he didn't get the t-shirt. He took the keys back. Thank you, Lord. So it's a done deal. What does keys represent? Keys represent authority. He gave you and I the authority over the devil to rule here on earth as kings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's do uh, that in the Amplified, Hebrews 4.14 through 16. That's a lot easier to read off that screen than it is this paper. Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest who has already ascended past through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to, let's hold fast our confession of faith in Him. Stop for a second and we'll go to 15. <clears throat> we need to hold fast to our confession. Amen. So many times we get knocked down. It looks like it's, we're out for the count. You know, I watched that wrestling. I thought they counted to seven or eight. You can get up after one or two. But point is, when we get up, we don't have to acknowledge that we were even knocked down. I don't care if blood's pouring out of your mouth, your head's ringing, you get up, you go, man, I'm still in the fight. That's all you got. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But we got to get up and we got to have confidence. We got to have boldness in us. We got to act like, and what I mean to act like, <clears throat> is what He promised was ours. This is, a, this is a will and testament. He left all this to us. He left us authority to get up and wipe our face off and say, Man, I'm still more than a conqueror. I'm victorious in Him. Hallelujah. But what we got to do is we got to put it in our mouth. We can't let the enemy knock it out of our mouth. We can't let him knock it out of our hand. You know, I don't know about you, but... I would have never, ever thought in my life some of the situations that I've went through in the last two or three years, because a couple of things were financial and were business, and I thought the Lord said go, and the Lord said no. <clears throat> so, of course, me being a rocket scientist, quick thinking, you know, I, I took advantage of it. Boy, I jumped right in there. The biggest problem that I had is I used logic, and I went and I talked to people. And they did the math with me, and they got the same thing I did. The only thing we didn't count on is later on. We didn't count on what God knew was coming. God said no because he knew something was about to happen. And he didn't create what was what's happening out there at all. But what he is doing and will do and has done is he's sustaining you and I. He's taking care of us. He's feeding us in the middle of a famine. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Go to 15, I believe. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize to having to... For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and having a sharing feeling with our weakness and infirmities and liabilities to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted... In every respect, as we are yet without sin. He understands. He was there. He's seen it. But it's not too big. It's not too bad. It's not too late. It's not almost over. It hadn't even just barely begun. I'm 52. I'm not even halfway to the house. Glory to God. I got 68 years of victory left to walk out on this earth. I got 68 years to kick that devil in the head. I got 68 years to go help my brother and sister get loosed from that enemy. 
and be victorious, don't you know that he would have wished that Brother Hagin would have stayed down when he was down? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Go to 16. Let us then fearlessly and confidentially boldly draw near to the throne of grace, to the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners. But we were sinners, but we're saved by grace. Now we're saints. They might have forgot that. That we may have received mercy for our failures and find grace and help in a good time for every need appropriate to help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. You know, when we call on the Lord, He's not too early, He's not too late. He's just on time. You know, a lot of the time I used to think I missed it. No, I wasn't ready. I'd have liked to have thought I was ready. I'm barely ready. No, I'm exceedingly ahead of being and ready where I'm at. Wow. See see what he does? He tries to catch. He tries to hit you there. Tries to get you to go with those feelings that are trying to come over you. I'm going to take a little drink. Wow. Haven't even said nothing. Caught mouth. But uh, he tries to mix up your words. But if he can mix up your words from time to time, it won't be long before that is what will be coming out of your mouth all the time. Hallelujah. So many times each and every day I say, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy are upon me. Goodness and mercy are leading the way. Glory to God. I get up in the middle of the night and I say, thank you, Lord. And I just start praising. The devil goes, well, he ain't even done all that. I said, just because he hadn't done it in the physical doesn't mean it already hadn't been done in the spiritual. I said, I'm giving him praise for it now. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then prob- uh, if we don't mind, let's go to 2 Timothy 1.7. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. In 4, 14 through 16. Whoa, wrong, wrong, you're right. Second Timothy 1, 7. Boy, those notes will bless you. <laughs> uh, he's messed up, isn't he? Um, <clears throat> for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You know, so many times when we're going to the Lord and we're asking help, you know, we got pressure all around us. But we need to go in confidence. We need to go believing. We don't need to be going afraid. We don't need to be going scared. Because if we do any of that, the only reason we're any of that is because we're not confident what we're about to ask He's able to grant. When we're confident, there is no fear. You come over to my house and you tell me you're taking my house... You think you got a deed to my house? Boldness will come upon me like I don't even know that I know. (laughs) Glory to God. Because I know it's mine. And that's the same thing that we have to do with the Word of God. We've got to be so fully persuaded that when He comes a-knocking, we don't answer. And like I tell people, I said, He's just like the UPS. You don't have to sign for everything they bring to the door. Not every question requires an answer. Sometimes the enemy's just trying to get us... To, to ponder or to think about something else other than what God's trying to get us to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's do the Amplified in that same scripture, please. For God did not give us a spirit of timid, timidity, of cowardness. Yeah. 
and Craven and Kringling and Frawling Fear. Man, King James, I like it. And that's all I read, and I, I still like it. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind, discipline, and self-control. You know, we got to remember that we have the mind of Christ. We're not about to get it. We have it. And how do we have it? Because Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're constantly, the Word is constantly renewing our mind, constantly kicking those old thoughts out and replacing them with thoughts of life, not thoughts of death. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Turn to James 1 and 19. Thank you, thank you, Lord. It says, there's what it says. Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I don't know about you, but I, I didn't really even understand when I was really young. But my grandpa used to always said, that's the reason the Lord be giving you two ears and one mouth, so you'd be listening twice as much as you'd be talking. <laughs> Unfortunately, I took it the other way, probably. I was always talking, and I wasn't doing too much listening. Got myself in lots of little situations back then. <clears throat> now what I'm doing is I'm learning to listen intently. I'm learning to listen for direction. I'm learning to listen for correction. I'm learning to listen for what the Holy Ghost is about to tell me. I want to hear what he has to say <clears throat> so that I just, I'm just not running off with the mouth, so I'm not just constantly going from one train wreck to another train wreck to another train wreck. I'm, I'm tired of picking myself up off the ground. He gave us the power and the authority to walk through this thing, a sweatless victory, if we'll do it. The good fight of faith is just staying in peace, staying, staying where you're supposed to stay in. Jesus has already fought the battle. There's really no reason for you and I to, to get up in there and try to do it, you know. Thank you, Lord. He said, don't go there. <laughs> Smart man. James uh, 119 in the Amplified. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yep. You know, it's like Brother Key says, you know, so many times you know, he pulled up to the intersection and he said, you know, he, he thought about it, God's smarter than I am. You know, so many times with the things that we do and then we run to God, you'd think we'd know he's smarter than we are. But I sure haven't. But I'll tell you what, as of today, I, I know clearer, more brightly, more excitedly, more, more persuaded than I've ever known that he's smarter than I am. And He's looking out for my good everywhere I go. He doesn't want me to stumble and fall. And if I do by chance do it, just like Peter out there on the water, he puts his hand out, he said, get up, boy, come here. Man, Jesus is looking down, he said, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. I mean, you know, we're looking at people that we work with and stuff like that. They do something three or four times and we got some thought process in our mind, like what in the world are they doing? And Jesus is looking down in our my life and He's saying, man... You know, he's done that for 10 years. And the Lord bends down and he goes, but the boy's going to get it. He's right on the verge. I can see the victory coming. He said, Jesus, you paid for it. He said, so we're going to claim it. Because I'm a faith God and I can't see our kids losing. I can't see one, one of our children, one of my saints being snatched out of my hand. It isn't going to happen. No, sirree. But we've got a part to play. We've got to keep our mouth in line. We've got to keep our walk together. 
we got to believe that what God said he would do, that he was more than able to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go back to that. Thank you. Understanding this, that my beloved brother, let every man be quick to hear and ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and to get angry. Did I tell you I was going there? Praise the Lord. Probably could have. Uh, that was good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It says, slow to speak, slow to take offense. You know, my past personality has kind of been a little uh, to the point, maybe blunt. But so many people come up to me and they say, you know, when you talk, I'm offended. And I said, no, I don't believe so. I said, I think when I talk, you take offense. Because what, that, what I'm reading that to say right there is when we're slow to speak, slow to take offense. The reason that we become offended, or I've become offended in my days past, is because <clears throat> I was hearing what they were saying through different pretenses, through different circumstances. I wasn't hearing what they were saying through what the Word says. I wasn't hearing what they were saying through the ears of love, the eyes of love. I was hearing it through, I'd been through this, I'd been through that, and I wasn't going to have one more thing of mine getting stolen, and I was tired of it. Well, that won't work. Us defending our position, he already did, so we ought to go with a proven program. But yet so many times, we just get right back up there and do the same old thing, but not anymore. As of today, we're victorious, we're more than conquerors, glory to God, thank you Lord. It says, slow to take offense and to get angry. Anymore, when people are talking and they say something, they're not, I mean, I'm talking to my wife on the phone and she goes, are you there? I used to just run her over. I mean, you know, I had to take the floor, take, I had to take everything. But anymore, what I've learned is that and I was running at a Mach 5, and I was missing half the things I was, that I was going by. The blessings were there. God was providing a way for me. But I was, so, I was so hyped up and so full of fear and so overly motivated, rather than being in peace, rather than being relaxed, rather than being in understanding, is that I missed half of it. But now when people are talking, I'm actually hearing what they're saying. And half the time when they say, are you there? I'm actually almost crying inside thinking, my goodness, Lord, look what they're going through. You know, and I'm just, I'm grieved for them and I'm moved for them. And I mean, I just, I look at people a whole, whole different, from a whole different perspective because it's not about Dan anymore. I used to live in Dan's world. <clears throat> and some days we have flashbacks, but, but <laughs> it's, it's not that, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're getting in the high 90s, I'd like to believe, aren't we, Rob? Okay. <laughs> Rob would know. <laughs> Rob's a gracious brother. <laughs> it's because he loves me. <laughs> but slow to speak, slow to take offense. How many times have we been offended? How many times have we got offended, I should say? Not been offended. How many times have we got offended? And what I saw in my life is the times that I got offended, God was probably, uh, and I believe in most cases because I've looked back and I've heard things, God was right here at the door getting ready to put it on me, getting ready to bless me with a whopper chunk seed or this, that, or the other. And it's not that he held it back because <clears throat> anything he did, but it's my actions. I was getting mad. I wasn't walking in love. Your faith won't work if you're not in love. Your faith won't work if you're not patient. 
and that works on me not as much as it used to. I'm getting better. I think the other day I sat in a chair waiting on somebody for an hour and a half, and I mean, it was, wow. I mean, I thought about going to get another chair and kind of just moving back and forth so I could could have something to do so I wouldn't get as whatever it was I was trying not to get. My mind's going, used to, as of a couple minutes ago, was going a thousand miles an hour. (laughs) All kinds of things were screaming to get in there and to get out. But not anymore. We're shutting her down. We don't need to hear anything I got to say. We need to hear what the Holy Ghost has got to say. We need to hear what the anointed Word has got to say. The life-changing, burden-removing, yoke-destroying, what it's got to say, Word. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Turn to the message in that same James 1 and 19. I don't know about you, but I've got one of those where you've got like seven or eight or ten Bibles. Anymore, I get in there and I read them all. I'll tell you what, if you read four or five or six, there's a lot, you can see a lot clearer. You know, people say, well, I don't know if I have time. And there really shouldn't be that much difference. I said, you know, if five people look at a picture and they all five tell you what they saw, I said, the picture will be more in detail and it'll tell a better story. The enemy's always got you and I to trying to be in a hurry. You know, it's just like... Everybody at Faith Life Church, Monday through Friday, I'm not doing an advertisement, reads their chapters. What we should be doing is, when we're reading, if you're led, reading them in two or three or four or five or ten or whatever you desire to get more light to what it says. Because like he said, like Brother Rob said there a minute ago, we read that scripture, pressed down, shaken together, running over men. I mean, I can go at a, I can say that so fast, I don't even know if I can hear it. But here's the point. What good's it doing if it's doing that? If something's important, you'll spend a little time on it. You know? When I get paid on Friday, when I used to get paid on Friday, when I was out there in the world doing different things, boy, I'd, I'd sit there and I'd spend some time on it. You know, that was one of those things that I wouldn't just fly through. Why? Because that was important to me. That was back when I was working for a living. Now I'm working for a given. I'm working to give all my time. I'm working to to give my my talents and my gifts and my abilities of what God's given me. And I'm believing that I'm going to come up just such as what you guys are doing. You know, the more that, you know, it says, praise the Lord. I better go back to that. I forgot the name of the message myself. Stay hooked and don't quit. (laughs) One way to stay hooked is by getting involved. We got teams around here. If you're not on a team, you need to get it on a team. I don't know about you, but you can use some faith buddies. I got five or six, ten people that I talk to. Not not a multitude, but I mean a handful. But point being is, we all need somebody that we can all call and say, Man, tell me how blessed I am. Tell me how healed I am. Tell, tell me how I'm overcoming. Tell me how I'm getting all my stuff back. Glory to God. Because we need the power of agreement in our lives, but we need it with people that believe what we're, what we're calling them to get the answers for. We don't need a bunch of lip service. I don't need to call you and just hear, what, just hear you say something. I want to hear it deep down inside of you. I, when I'm up here or when I'm saying something somewhere, I believe it to the core of my being. I'm willing to die for what I'm telling you. I mean, I almost get mad when people look at it and like, well, that, don't, that ain't no big thing. You know, I, I knew that when I was... 10 years old and they're 60. And I said, no, you didn't know nothing. 
You might have heard it, but you don't know it. If you know it, I said, you'd be a lot more excited about it today than you are. You really would be. It's like a life, life preserver. Somebody's throwing you something in the water. I mean, I'm sitting there and talking to him, and I'm throwing him a way out. And it's not Dan that's throwing it's the Holy Ghost in me. Because I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's going through. But the Lord does. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn to Romans 4 and 21. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. King James, please. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also, he was able also to perform. Do that in the amplified, uh, yeah, do that in the amplified too, please. Being fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. And I'm going to have him read one more. I'm going to have them put one more and then we'll... Uh, the message, please. And you'll probably go back to 19. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, can we go back to 19? Please. Thank you. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts running through my mind right there. <laughs> please look real close to the top of the list. Uh, Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say, it's hopeless. This hundred-year-old body could never father a child, nor did he survey Sarah's decades or, yeah, an infertile and give up. Stop it. I'm going to have you go to the next one in just a second. Today I was out on a job, or I was at a place where there was a job going. Actually, I didn't have a job, but... and. Uh, there was some wasps up there, and the guy says, what do you think about those wasps? I said, well, where they at? And, and as he was telling me, you could see him, he said, he said you got to watch those wasps. He said, they're going to sting you. I said, well, I said, well, that's fine. Where they at? He goes, you just don't understand. I said, well, I understand what type of faith you got in them. I said, I just, I want to know where they at. I said, if nothing else, I said, you're empowering them. I said, if I listen to you long enough, maybe I'll get the faith you got in them. <clears throat> I mean, it was amazing. He went and told me three stories about his family, his mother, his daughter. I said, that is quite amazing. He goes, well, you just don't understand. I said, yeah, I do. I, I said, you, you're afraid of wasps. I'm, I'm fully convinced. He says, so what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go up there and knock their nest down with spray by hand. It don't make no difference to me. He goes, they could sting you. I said, they're only going to sting me one time. I said, they're all getting ready to die. They just don't even know it yet. <clears throat> but you know, what I've found, and we need to get this with the devil, is I've got such a vengeance towards wasps. When I crawl up there, majority of them will leave. They can feel it on me. And I start swatting them and knocking them and spraying them. That's all they can do is sting you. It's only going to be about another minute. It's going to be life's over for them, lights out. But that's how we have... That's how... I believe that we should get with the devil. We, he comes trying to tell us some story through some loved one, some through whoever. I won't go down that list. But point being is somebody that we would appear or think is credible. <clears throat> we got to stop, go back, slow to speak, quick to hear. Are they saying something that's going to change your life? Are they saying something that you really need to come into agreement with? Because what I found in my life is the reason that I was speaking a lot of the times too, and I'm jumping around, 
is that uh, I was afraid. I was full of fear. That's why I wouldn't hardly ever let anybody uh, finish a sentence. Because I, I was concerned if they didn't, if, if I had to wait for them to get done, there was a possibility I might have forgot what I was going to say. It was so important. <clears throat> and that was probably my whole motive, unfortunately. But I was wrong. When I'm listening for the Holy Ghost and I'm waiting for His direction, it doesn't make a difference how long they talk. They can talk until they're tired. And when they get done, the Holy Ghost will have something to say or He won't. And we'll go, well, bye. See you tomorrow. But I'm getting to where I'm not rushing people anymore. Because what I've found is that when I'm getting rushed and I speak quickly, I'm losing my peace. I'm losing my joy. And what is it? What did... He tell that one gentleman, if Satan steals your, steals your joy, he keeps your goods. Okay, I don't need to be giving him up any of my stuff. Hallelujah. Everything that I have, the Lord has blessed me with. I'll be darned if the devil is going to take it away from me through some fear, some anxiety, some worry, some concern that's going to try to come on me that has no power over me to begin with. But if I get into agreement with it, then, it, then it's got power over me. The devil can't do anything to you and I. If he had the capability, we'd have been dead long time ago. Long time ago. He's been trying his little heart out. But we, by grace and by mercy, we've made it this far. Thank you, Lord. And we're in the family. We're in the club. We're, we're in the Father's business. I, I sometimes kind of think of it as in my, you know, my mind. When the devil comes, you go, hey. You, know, you get that mafia voice. You know, and that's how you talk to the devil. You know, I got an offer that you're not going to be able to refuse. Scurry on back to hell. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We don't need to listen to him. We just need to tell him to go away just like he's trying to tell us to come to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, we're, we're uh, what, yeah, there. He didn't toe tip around God's promises asking cautiously, skeptically questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God. It says he didn't... Let me go back to that one, please. I'm, see, I'm slowing down. I'm, that's even a lot for me. Uh, <clears throat> says he didn't tiptoe around. You know, you've heard people say, you know, you're talking to me. You, know, you, you better be careful. The devil's listening. Why? Devil's, I mean, what's he going to do? He can't do nothing. But what we're doing is we're building an expectation of him taking our stuff. We're building an expectation to him to wreck our marriages, to take our money, to shut our businesses down, to steal our houses. He can't steal our house. We're tithers. We're givers. God's going to rebuke the devourer. I don't care what it looks like on the note. You can think one thing. If it looks like in the natural your house was taken, you ought to be going looking for another one because God's getting ready to give it to you because He's getting ready to replace it. Hallelujah. And it's going to be supernatural and miraculous. You, you won't be surprised when it comes. It, it won't be just barely get in there. And when you get it, you're going to go, wow. Your tears are going to come down in your eyes. You're going to joy. You're going to dance. You're going to be so excited that the only person that could get credit for this thing or any of the situation that God's turned around would be God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> he plunged into the promises and came up strong. we got to reach in there and grab a hold of them like they're ours. we got to quit letting go just because we get hit. 
just because we get knocked down. It's like I say so many times, is that the reason that the guy got up there at the Olympics and he got a gold, got the gold rather than the other one, he was willing to keep getting hit, keep getting hit, keep getting hit. But every time he went down, he came up stronger. You know, so many times we're getting offended when somebody asks us to do something. <clears throat> People say, well, you know, I'm in trouble. Why do you have to be in trouble? Why don't we just think they loved us enough to help us out? Why don't we think they loved us enough to show us a better way? Just think of that Olympic athlete. If he thought every time he missed it on the way from where he was to getting the gold, if he would have thought that was trouble every time he had to tweak or adjust his technique. No, he just learned things not to do. And when somebody comes to me and they say, what you did, you did this, this, and this, and it was wrong, what I've learned is this, don't do that next time. That's what I've learned. People say, well, they're mad and you're in trouble. I said, no. They told me what I didn't know. But it's a mindset. You know, it's like I tell so many people, the world is extremely negative. They give you directions from a red light. Why couldn't it be green? Why is it 60% chance of rain? Why can't it be 40% chance of sun? Hallelujah. The numbers are the numbers. I mean, we've heard them long enough. We got the just, don't we? But they like to have that slant. Everything's kind of doomy. Everything's kind of, you know, down, you know, well, you just never know. And people say, well, 60% chance. I said, that's in 300 miles. I said, look at the screen and get to talking to it. You know, it's like Brother Copeland says, and I'm not supposed to, yes. Uh, we are our own weathermen. <laughs> Let's turn to Romans 4 and 21 <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Sometimes I still get excited and I talk a lot. <laughs> but we're getting better. We're getting better because we love, we love the Lord and the Lord loves us. And he, he's trying to take us someplace. And what's exciting to me is that he has placed us underneath leadership that is going someplace. And that leadership wants you and I to pass them. They want us to have better than they have. Sincerely from the bottom of their heart. They, they don't just get up here and say things to be hearing themselves talk. Every word that comes out of their mouth is, is fine-tuned by the Holy Ghost. And we need to be the same examples of what we're being taught. God has sent us somebody that honors his word as much as he wants us to honor it. And we've all got strong places. I'm sure Brother Keith himself, he just knows in part. We all know in part. But if we can get the just, the heart of what the theme is that they're teaching us through the direction of the Holy Ghost, our lives will be changed. We'll be victorious. This community won't even be the same. We'll be going out here taking care of things that... that Normally you wouldn't take care of. You might see meet somebody at the Walmart, Kmart, Supermart, the Hypermart, and get on you and you might pay for their car. You might buy the kids clothes. People say, well, I don't have that type of money. Well, the only reason we don't have that type of money is because we're holding on to it. It's like I tell people so many times, I said, do you know why they call it currency? It's because you're supposed to let it flow. Currency. <clears throat> I said, as you sow, it comes back to you. Hallelujah. I don't even know where some of that's... Yeah, thank you, Lord. But um, we're at Romans 4.21. Are 
Is that Romans? Yeah, it is. Hmm. Well, apparently I've, I've made a typo. So, well, I don't know where I'm at. Hmm. What mine says is, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Is that, was that King James? Oh, oh, okay. Had I already went to the next one, didn't know it, didn't remember it. <laughs> Got so excited that I passed it on by. Okay. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. <clears throat> So many times, I don't know about you, but what I tell people is I said, they'll say, well, I'm persuaded. I'm fully persuaded. I said, no, you're not. They said, yeah. I said, are you as persuaded as you are stepping on, standing on top of a three-story building? Are you persuaded God's promises are going to work like gravity is going to work if you step off? When we become that persuaded that what God has said will come to pass, at that moment there, our lives will take off like, like a jet. But so many times we say we're persuaded, or I say I'm persuaded, and what I find out is down the road, through a little pressure, through a little circumstance, I've hedged my bet. I've taken on half my position in faith because I'm not fully persuaded. And the reason that I'm not fully persuaded a lot of the time I found in my life is because when having done therefore stand, stand therefore, I quit standing. I had a situation... Uh, a couple years ago, I could have went to the bank and got a loan. And the Lord said, you're going to have to trust me. I'm thinking, well, this does not make sense to me. I can solve the problem. He said, that's the problem. <laughs> you're solving them. That's why we have a problem. The last one you solved got us in this one. I said, boy. And, it, you know, light came on relatively quick once the wires got to the switch. <clears throat> But, um, and going through all that, what I learned is I had to learn to trust God. I had to learn to become fully persuaded. I had to listen to people talk to me like I can't still imagine how they were talking to me. Call and threaten me and all that. But you know, God was faithful. They'd tell me all kinds of things and I'd get on there and I said, well, you know, ma'am, I believe this. They go, well, Mr. Mance, you can't. I said, well, I understand. But hear me out. This is what I believe I can do. And that devil would try to constantly get me to commit to something else on Friday. And I'd say, ma'am, I can't commit to that. I said, this is what I believe I can commit to. And I stayed with that. And God turned it around in 20-some months. It, it, was, it was the miracle to God. And the last deal, he took me down within a day. The devil did. God would have got me out a lot sooner. What I did is I got excited. I got a little fretful. I got all kinds of things. But towards the end, I was standing stronger, and I was standing longer, and I was more excited, and I was getting confident. You know, I remember the last one the devil called, told me, he says, you need to call the bank and start making arrangements. I said, for what? He said, well, this ain't going to work. He said, it ain't going to work this time. I said, that's what you said the other three times. He goes, do you know how close you are? I said, I can count seven days. I said, you know. He said, what you going to do? I said, well, we're, we're believing. But I stayed in there. And somebody told me something three or four different times, but the last time they told me that it came to pass. But what I did is I learned not to give in. I learned not to cave into fear. I learned not to grow weary in well-doing. I learned to sit and just rest. 
Because I came to the conclusion, I really didn't have a situation until seven days from now. But what the enemy does, it's amazing. And he told me this one time because somebody said, well, what do you think about this in 30 days? I said, if you want to get excited, I said, let's multiply that number times 12. I said, if you think 30 days from now, that's a big number. I said, we can make it so obnoxious that when you see it, it'll just take your breath. Because that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to cycle it, get you and me all psyched up. If the, if the rent payment, the car payment, the house payment, all that aren't due till the 31st, there's no reason for us to be wringing our hands on the 2nd. But so many people you see do. I mean, they're already starting to make plans, and, you know, you just never know. And, boy, the lawnmower's going to burn up. We can't talk like that. We've got to get fully persuaded of what he said. He said that we were victorious. He said that he would supply all of our needs. He said that we'd have abundantly above all that we could think or ask. But so many times what we do is we all do it, we revert back. But why is God telling us this through the Word and through preaching all the time? Because He loves us so much, He wants us to have success. He wants everybody in here to have new cars and new houses. People go, well, I just don't believe that. I said, well, then don't be concerned. You won't have to be one of those persons. But don't get mad when Tom over here gets a new house and a new car because he stayed hooked and you quit. And the, the thing that really grieves me more than anything is as we walk through this thing, we're going to see people we know and love. They're going to walk away. They're going to do all, they, you know. But we've got to make sure that we don't get distracted because God's got something for us to do. As a collective body, we can change a nation. We can change a world. That word that's going out on the internet, those, the word centers, I mean, you listen to those testimonies, my goodness. I mean, we're talking about $15 series, and if it wouldn't have been free, somebody might not have been able to afford it, and they got delivered from cancer. They got healed from some disease. Their children got off drugs. Their marriage was restored. They got all their stuff back. Somebody supernaturally came by and paid their IRS bill off. People say, well, I wish somebody would come by and pay mine off. It don't come by wishing. Never will. we got to believe. we got to put these principles to work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now go to Romans 4.21, the message. Have I already been there? Maybe I have. <laughs> I think so. Uh, go to Numbers 23:19. Sometimes that these, yeah. I wrote speak slow up there, but I'm doing better. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of God that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? If God told you and I that we were going to make it, we're going to make it. I don't care how many bad reports we go and get. You know, if you go to two doctors, you've got two opinions. One more is not going to be that beneficial to me. I mean, I, I talk to people, and they've been to 20-some doctors. I'm thinking, my goodness, if nothing else, you ought to be in confusion. <clears throat> and, and, you know, I'm, I'm for doctors, don't get me wrong. I think... I'm a firm believer if your head's pounding and it's running out of your eye, you might want to take an aspirin until you get some faith to fight that headache. Because that doesn't look like you're in faith. 
And the reason I can tell you is because in the beginning, that's what I told my wife. She goes, what's wrong? I go, I'm in faith. She goes, it doesn't look like you're in faith. I said, well, baby, that's because you're moved by what you see. <laughs> and she, you know, apparently, hmm. So, <laughs> back to that scripture, please. <laughs> yeah, he's not a man that he should lie. <laughs> if he's told us something, he's going to stand behind it. If he said that when we're tithers, he's going to rebuke the devourer, the devourer's rebuke. The only reason the devourer is not rebuked is because you and I let go. We believe something different. We think he's got some great supernatural power that he's going to take it away. And a lot of the times what I've noticed in my life is the reason that I come short in some of those things is because I see other people that looked like they were in faith when we were in public and that weren't when they were in private and they got their stuff snatched. And so I thought enough of them that, well, if it didn't work for them, surely it wouldn't work for Dan. But God said he was a no respecter of persons. And I'm looking at a multitude of people that our pastor ministers with, and it looks like it's working for them. And if it's working for them, it's going to be working for Dan and Shereen. It should be working for all of you all. He didn't write those promises up because he just ran out of things to do on a Friday afternoon when he was, you know, jotting a memo up there, a Holy Ghost. You know? But so many times, through a change of circumstance or a passing of time, we think it's a lie. And what I've found in my life, too, is that beings, when I was coming up, men lied to me. I related that, too, after I started looking at it, is that's probably why I didn't trust the Lord when I first got saved. Because so many people told me, well, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, and they let me down. And so I had to go out there and do whatever I was doing all the time to make up for whatever. And then when I started finding more revelation and getting more revelation and getting more light, then what I was starting to see is that God was good for what He promised. God wouldn't lie. In fact, He believed it so well, He sent His Son to die. And He wrote it out in blood. That's quite a contract to me. I mean, it's not enough that you got a, a contract, but the guy that the contract is wrote to about and all, he signed his name in blood. Hallelujah. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee that if you and I tithe, the devourer will be rebuked. It's a guarantee that all of our needs will be met. It's a guarantee that if we give, it shall be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into our bosom. It's a guarantee that every promise and every word in there will is coming to pass in our lives if we will stand and believe. Nobody ever trusted God and lost. Nobody. But like it says over there in Psalms, I believe, the word, they tried something. And no, it tried them. And so many times while we're in this fight or we're going through this, we get tried. But we just got to keep on hanging on. Keep on hanging on. And like uh, one gentleman said, if you're willing to stand forever, it really won't take very long. And, and my wife and I say this to each other from time to time. We're not moved by a change of time or a passing of time or a change of circumstance. Just because a week or two or a month or two or this, that or the other have passed, come and gone, that doesn't mean anything. The promises of God are still true. He said, the heavens and the earth shall pass away, but my word will forever stand. Hallelujah. We just need to stand on God's word until it comes to pass. And if it hadn't come to pass, you just keep on standing. 
And if it looks like it didn't come to pass, you give somebody that's on one of those teams that you're going to go out and volunteer to get on if you're not on a team. <clears throat> and what they'll do is they'll encourage you and you can encourage them. We've all got areas. I encourage Rob. Rob encourages me. I mean, the, we can't get too much encouragement. Believe me, this world is so negative. It's so down. They, thank you. Let's go to Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30. Thank you, Lord. See, all them principles, all these things I'm telling you, I'm having to operate in them tonight. Normally, I take, I, when I write notes, I write a whole bunch. And the Lord said, we're just going to write scriptures down. I'm going, to, I'm going to fill in between them. I go, oh, boy. <laughs> he goes, do you think I can do it? I said, well, yeah. <laughs> but when we love something and we've got something so deep inside of us, that's all we can talk about. That's all we can just, we're just filled with it. And even if I fall short somewhere else, I'll just go off of talking somewhere else. You know, God has been so good to my wife and I that if, if all I had to do or all I could do was talk about the goodness of God all day long, it wouldn't be too, song, wouldn't be too soon and it wouldn't be too long. I'm amazed every morning I wake up. I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for loving me. Most of all, thank you for putting up with me. I mean, my goodness. I mean, he, he's, you know, mm, hallelujah. Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lonely in heart and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If what you're going through isn't light and easy, more than likely God's not all the way in it with you. So many times in the past in my life, He was stealing my joy, but the only reason He was stealing my joy is because I was looking more at the situation, the problem, than I was the answer. I'm looking to the answer now from now on. If I've got a problem, that's nothing. What I, need, what I do is I go find an answer. And then I do what Deuteronomy says. I go find two or three scriptures for an answer. Because it says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You get in there and you just get bulldog tough on and you grab a hold of those promises and you won't let go. Things will start changing in your life. And as, as they start changing, your confidence will come up. And as your confidence will come up, you'll start taking bigger chunks of the stuff back that the enemy's been stealing. It won't be very long that all your friends and everybody, they'll start taking stuff back too. Because it'll get on them. Hallelujah. Just like, I mean, you remember back in the old days, people would be sad and they'd get ready. My goodness, misery likes company. You know, if you don't think so, just go to your gas station and just say fuel price for a minute. I mean, it'll be like bees. They'll come over. And I mean, my goodness, in five minutes, you know. It, it's just amazing to me, that fuel thing. People call up, they go, how much is gas? I said, well, I don't know. If the tank's empty, we've got to fill it. Is there a point? You know. I, I could, I could, you know, I've not been to a gas station that lets you kind of, you know, uh, where you take four and a quarter. I know it says 4.45, but no. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Let's go to the amplified version of the, that. Uh, Mark 11:29 and 30, please. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, 
For I am gentle, meek, and humble, lonely in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, recreation, blessed, quiet for your soul. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, and good, not harsh, not hard, not sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be bore. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the message in that. And I'm going to go back to 28. Boy, they're quick, sharp, and bright. (laughs) And I'm closing in on them. Are you tired, worn out, burned out of religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. You know, if we'll spend time with the Lord, we'll start getting back some of our joy. We'll start getting back all of our stuff. Because as we spend time with Him, we find out that we really never lost it anyway. To me, what I think it is, is it's kind of like a spiritual bluff. The only reason that we lose it in the beginning is because it's kind of through a manipulation or this, that, and the other. But it can only stay lost if we believe it's gone and we can't get it back. But when we start spending time with the Lord, we find out that if we catch a thief, he's got to, got to return it to us sevenfold. But I'll, even, I'll tell you one that's probably as good as that. You could sow that, be in love, and get a hundredfold. And then you could never be mad. I haven't got to that point yet because I'm not looking to come to my truck and stuff's gone. But... It's a principle that I I need to work out a little bit more, apparently. Okay? Come to me and get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. We can rest in Him when we trust Him, when we spend time with Him. I've been married for 27 years. And, you know, I used to work construction, and people tell me about how their wives were doing this, and I thought, my goodness. I wouldn't even be married if I had that thought of another person. I trust my wife with everything I have. And, you know, she tells me from time to time and when I ask what's going on or this, that, and the other. But I trust her. Why? Because I spend time with her. And when I spend time with her, I know her character. I know what she will do and I know what she will not do. And when we start spending time with God, we know what God will do. And we know what He won't do. Because people go, well, you just never know what God's going to do. I said, well, how do you figure? you got Genesis to Revelation. You mean you just don't have time to figure out what God's going to do? So many times in the past of my life, I was spending all my time doing something that was countless and pointless. And now what I'm doing is, you know, when I'm not working is that I might have an iPod or, or something in my ear constantly playing messages. I get up early in the morning and I read my scripture and, you know, talk about the Lord about every waking moment of my life. But I'm spending time with Him. And the reason I am is because I'm developing a relationship. And in that relationship, I'm, I'm getting a trust. And I can trust Him. And no matter how it looks out here in this world, I can depend on Him. I don't care what the bank calls me and tells me. It makes no difference to me. The Word said that He was going to take care of everything. The Word said that I would live and not die. The Lord, the Word said with long life would, I, would He satisfy me and show me His deliverance, His salvation. 
That's what the Word said. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn to Hebrews 12 and 2. Thank you, Lord. Is that right? Yeah. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne. If Jesus is the author and the finisher of our our faith, we're going to make it. It doesn't make a difference what it looks like. It doesn't even make a difference how much we've come through or about to go through. He wrote this thing out a long time ago. Now, he did not write it out for you and I to go through half the situations that we've been through. Those got messed up because we had great ideas. In my case, brainstorms. Great thoughts that came together with other people that didn't have a clue. You know? It's kind of like one gentleman said, a theory is a a supposition based on ignorance of the topic under discussion. So many people are talking theory all the time that there's no truth in it. But then they're staking their life, their finances, their family, their health. We don't need any theories. We need truths. He says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You and I get that word in there. Intimately, that's what that word means. We have an intimate relationship with that word where it's in us and we're in it. It says, if ye abide in me and my word shall abide in you whatsoever you ask, it shall be given unto you. But we get that in there so deeply that when a situation comes up, we speak to it with a word. We speak to it with the scripture. Yeah, you're going to be called fanatics. You're going to be called lots of things. But they've been calling you things already. So really, who cares? That's where I'm at. And if we don't get offended and we're being slow to speak, then eventually they're going to say, man, how can you be that happy? You know, we go places and they go, how are you doing today? I said, I believe good. They go, you believe good? I said, that's what I believe good. And underneath my breath, I'm thinking, I'm about to find out what you believe. <clears throat> you know, but the world's out there and they're wanting to give agamonies. They're wanting to tell how bad it is and how much worse it's going to get. But God's filled us up. He saved us. He's putting this light in us. So that when we go out there, we can encourage people. So we can, that anointing that's on our lives will go in there and it will remove, remove burdens, destroy yokes, and set captives free. So the people that are lost can get saved. So we can get this thing wrapped up and we can get out of here. You know, God made this thing in a couple days and he's been working on heaven for a long time. That's got to be quite the place. Hallelujah. Gold streets, you know. It's kind of exciting just to kind of slide around in your house on those wood floors, but wait till you get up there. You know what I mean? We can just have a happy old day up there. Thank you, Lord. But we've got to see God as good. We've got to see God as gracious. We've got to see God as merciful. God loves us so much. I can't even tell you. I mean, I've learned more about that love probably in the last two or three years going through all this. I've learned God's love because I've had to trust Him. Because when he told me that I couldn't fix the problem, that I had to wait, I had to walk it out, man, my whole life changed. I said, that just doesn't seem fair. But, and I murmured and complained a little bit like we're not supposed to. But what I did is, is I stayed in there. And I kept believing. And I kept holding on. And no matter how mean they were or how ugly people are when they get with you or, you know, 
Like I told one lady, I said, I just can't imagine that you would talk to that like another human being. I said, I wouldn't even talk to a farm animal the way you're talking to me. And you're expecting a payment. I said, wow. I said, that's amazing. I'm just, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that. But, uh, <laughs> came out anyway. But uh, that's kind of how I think sometimes in talk. But it was amazing to me. But through all that and the way all that, I had to stay hooked. I had to say, yes, ma'am, I understand what you're saying. But I still want to tell you this. This is what I believe I can do. Well, you just don't understand. I said, I'm, I'm sure I don't. I'm really sure I don't. <clears throat> a couple times I maybe lost it in there. You know, after 21 months, I had a couple gray days. But uh, I was in the 90 percentile of being successful and having my joy 90% of the time when I got off the phone. And towards the end, my joy was there all the time. Because what I saw in the beginning is me getting angry, me getting hurt, me getting excited, me getting sad. God couldn't help me. He couldn't hear me because I wasn't walking in love. I wasn't trusting him. I wasn't believing what he said. I was trying to figure out how I was going to make it work. I was trying to figure out if I could do one more deal. I've come to a lot of conclusions over the last months, years, months and years. And that is, if, if God says it, that settles it. And we just need to get in there and grab a hold of it and start walking it out. And, and God's getting us our houses, our buildings, and our lands. And all of our debts are being eliminated. Hallelujah. Paid off, eliminated. And uh, glory to God. Go back up there one more time. Or did I finish that? Well, turn to, yeah, King James. Looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We have somebody sitting in heaven pleading our case. I mean, we're not talking about somebody that might know somebody in heaven. We're talking about, I'm assuming, the number two man. And he's listening to us. And if we don't deny him before people, he's not going to deny us before his, or the Father. And when we believe and we stand on what he said, he's going to bring it to pass. But I think about that all the time. Lord, you're the author and the finisher of, or of my life. That means I'm going to make it. He said, you believe so? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, then put a smile on your face. Grab your shoulders. Put them back. Get up. Get happy. Sometimes we got to give ourselves a little pep rally, you know. You ever been to a sports game and the coach runs out there and he grabs a hold of the pitcher? I'm not for sure of some of the, the actions that go on out there, but they grab a hold of the pitcher and, and talks to him. And then he's kind of up in the air and he, he throws another couple of four, five, six, seven innings. He might even win the game. Well, the Holy Ghost from time to time when we're down, he comes and talks to you and I. And he says, hey, put a smile on your face. Put some joy back. Put some pep in your step. Put some love in your heart. Forgive those people. Let it go. And if we'll do what he said, we're going to finish fine. We're going to finish well. We're going to finish with the big, with the big prize. We're going to finish with a crown and a robe. That man, when we get there, we're even going to be in awe of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Turn to Jeremiah 29, 11, please. 
It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you an extended, expected end. God is thinking his thoughts towards us are what? Thinking towards us, says Lord, thoughts of peace, not evil, to give us an expected end. God's expecting for us to have good things. Maybe we need to get in agreement with him. I mean, I'm working on that every day. Sometimes it doesn't look like I'm agreeing with him. But I get in there and I read my Bible and I get excited. And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you love me enough to show me something today. Thank you, Lord, that you spent time to love me and to, and to pamper me and, and to pick me up out of the mess that it looked like I was in because I didn't understand or, or I wasn't using my, my faith. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you love me that much. There's some time when Rob and I are driving around, we're just crying. We just, we can't believe, I mean, we can't believe because we're believers. Thank you, Lord. Boy, how did that ever get out? Um, it's, it's hard to phantom in your mind that the things that you've done, that the goodness of God took you through them. And God still loved you. God still forgave me. God's still going to use me. God still wants me to help his, help people. He still wants people to help me. He loves me that much. I, I'm just in awe of that. I just, I can't understand that type of love. And, and then I read in there and I'm thinking, man, only that type of love could make these type of promises. Only that type of love could fulfill this type of covenant. Only that type of love could fix any and every situation that we're in. But God loves us. I mean, I can sit here and tell you God loves... We should say that when we're kind of alone. God loves me. Because most of the time when we get in fear, we really don't believe God loves us. If we really believe the creator of the universe, the dude that hung the stars out there and the moon and the sun, loved us, and he was on our side, and nothing could stop us, we'd never be sad. We'd never be discouraged. We'd never be down. Because I've been looking at that sun for 50-some years, and it's hanging tight. It's stronger than anything else that I've known about. And it's in there because he spoke it. And if I'll start trusting him, like the action of that sun is, then I'll start coming up quicker. I'll start coming out faster. Hallelujah. Where I was going with that. First mm-hmm. John 1, 9. And you're familiar with most of these, I'm sure. If we freely do uh, 1 John 1, 9 in the Amplified, please. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confessed our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promise, and will forgive our sins, demise our lawlessness, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuous cleanses from all our unrighteousness, Everything not in conformity to his will and purpose through or thought and action. The reason I brought that up is because we've got to believe that when we go to him and we ask him to forgive us, that he really that he's forgiven us. Because if we don't believe he's forgiven us, we'll be in condemnation. I remember I used to, if I did something dumb or or I you know. I let that pull on me and, and weigh me down for three or four or five days a week, a month. 
and I was just always heavy. And then probably within about the last three years, I came to this conclusion. No matter what I did, Lord, forgive me. And then I stepped over here, and I'm just walking, and the people go, did you just see what you did? No, and he didn't either. Because it's under the blood. I let go of it immediately. And when I let go of it immediately, those bondages started getting, were loosed. I was starting, I was being freer than I'd ever been. When I started talking to things and speaking to things and sowing things, I started to get 100% better results because I was doing what he asked me to do. I was doing what he said to do. And I believed that he was doing what he promised me he would do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And let's turn to Romans 15, 13. Now the God of our hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to think if I had that. I'm going to read that one more time. Now the God of hope, or how I read it is, now the God of expect, confident expectation... I'm confidently expecting God to fill me with all the joy and the peace in believing that I may abound in expectation through the power of the Holy Ghost. I've got to expect what he said to come to pass. And as I expect it, I've noticed in my life it's coming to pass faster and quicker. And then the more as it comes, and it's not about things. I used to say I give to get. And I had a misinterpretation on what I was really saying. What I meant is I give because I love so much that the results are going to be given in other people's lives. Yes, I'll get things back. I'll benefit from them. But what I'm seeing is the closer I get and the more I fall in love with the Lord in that relationship is it's not all about the things. If I seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, then the houses, the cars, the lands, the buildings, all that stuff, they're coming. It's, it's part of the package. But you've got, we've got to do, I've got, I have to have do the first part first. I have to believe that when I go to him, that I'm forgiven. I've got to be expecting for this stuff to happen. I've got to expect that when I pray something, that God is faithful and just, and then he'll grant me the petition that I asked. And I've got to believe it right then so I don't wake up tomorrow morning and go through that seven more times. You know, thank you, Lord. Proverbs 3, 4 through 6. Wow. Thank you, Lord. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You know, it's trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to my own understanding. When the Lord said I couldn't go get a loan, that I had to trust him, I won't kid you, I, I, I didn't quite understand that. I was thinking, huh? What do you mean? I was trying to understand what, I was, what, what it was about to happen, rather than just trust him. People tell me in business, well, brother, you got to do this and you got to do that. No, you don't. I don't, have to, I don't have to cave to any of those fear tactics. I don't have to call customers up and send attorneys after them to get my money. That's God's deal. Ain't mine. 
But so many times, what I've found is people that I was doing business with, they told me all that stuff. So sometimes what I would do is I would start picking characteristics of what they did up. And all they were in most cases were fear. Because I can't find anywhere in here where Jesus or Jehovah or anybody went after anybody. He said, if they take your jacket, give them another one. But, we, but I've learned that I've got to believe this. And as now, the more that I believe it, and I've went through some of this stuff, and I've learned that he is more than able. And man, he is fulfilling his word. He's loving me. He's, he's taking me places and putting me places that I, that, I'm, that I still can't even understand. But I, I'm trusting him. And just like tonight, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, me? Like I told Keith over there, I didn't, I didn't, this wasn't what I wanted to do. When I was eight, I wanted to be a construction guy. The last thing I wanted to do would be telling people about Jesus. But now this is all I can talk about. This is all I know. This is this, it's it. It, it, it just, it uh, takes my breath. I've just, it, the love just comes over me so well, I just don't even know what to say in most cases, most of the time. Thank you, Lord. But faith buddies, too. I, I can't say that enough because Rob, he's my faith buddy down there. I mean, we, we, we see stuff, we go through stuff, but with the faith buddy, <clears throat> you've got somebody there that you can hook with. They tell us something can't be done. And God shows us how to do it. And they come back and say, man, we ought, probably ought not to tell you guys that, should we? Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> But you know what? When we put God's when we put God's reputation out there, I've never seen Him never come through. I have never seen God not ever answer a prayer that I've ever prayed. People say I just don't believe. It. I say, well, you don't have to be concerned about it, and you don't have to believe that it has or hasn't happened. If I pray something and didn't get it, it's because something on my side didn't happen. But everything that I ever prayed in faith and believed and stayed hooked. I've received every time. And my, and my faith is getting bigger and bigger. And God loves us all so much. He's put us together so that our faith can grow. And so that we can start getting bigger and bigger. Because one day, very soon, we'll be in here all the time. The seats will be full. The end's coming. There's going to be a mad exodus on the world. And Rob and I talk about it from time to time. When the switch is thrown and everybody starts coming to church, as ready as we all think we are for all the lost to come, wow. But we got to get prepared. Thank you, Lord. Don't know where I was going with that. Romans, let's go to Romans 8 1, and we're getting, uh, we're, we're about to close. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, there is no condemnation. No judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. Amen. See, just like I was telling you earlier, I get, I get so excited that when I'm reading that, I just put words in it just to get by it. And I say this and I say that, but if I slow down, and if, if we'll all slow down, we, we can receive so much more of the fullness of God. Thank you, Lord. You can think of me. Say, man, he's, he's missed it, and you, you shouldn't have to. 
Thank you, Lord. But let's do the Message Bible in that one, too, if you don't mind. You did it. Man, they are. Hmm. One and two. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that faithful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for, here for us no longer have to live under contentious, low-lying black clouds like our past. A new power is in operation, the spirit of life in Christ. Live in, live a strong, like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. You know, I look back and I think all those things God spared me through. And he was there and he was holding my hand. I'm in awe how he protected me when I was his enemy. I'm in awe how he protected me when I was mocking him. Thank you for your mercy. Ephesians 5 and 16. It says, oh, yeah. Ephesians 5 and 16 in the uh, King James. Man, they are. They got that thing on speed dial tonight. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, be ye not unwise but understanding that the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in hymns and psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things and to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go back to 17. Wherefore, be not wise, but understanding what is the will of what the will of the Lord is? You know, people say, "Well, I don't know what the will of the Lord is." I said, "Well, you can." The only reason we don't is because we don't want to. If I tell you I'll meet you in three Saturdays at a place and I just give you vague information, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. You'll get some want to. You'll get her put together. You'll even make some calls. You call four or five people in this place in here or twenty. Say. Uh, did you get that one word? You'll put it together like a puzzle. But yet the enemy has us so fragmented and so stretched out that it's challenging for us sometimes in the past to get it all together. And it says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but being filled with the Spirit. And what I found in my life is that <clears throat> when I was intoxicated with fear, I couldn't hear the Good Shepherd's voice. And that's when I became weary and well-doing. Because that intoxication of fear was so great, it paralyzed me. It had me on the ground just as if I was physically drunk. And my, my factors and my faculties, when I was making decisions, I was making them partially, I was making them impaired. Because I wasn't in a state to make a conscious decision and hear His voice. Hallelujah. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in the hearts, to, in your hearts to the Lord. I don't know about you, but it's just like when, when those guys get up there and they sing. Man, it, I wish I could sing. And you guys should wish I can't get a microphone. But 
I'm, just, I'm in awe of every one of those songs. I mean, I, I just, I, I feel them. You know, I'm sitting there and we're singing them and I'm crying and I'm laughing. Man, those songs that we, we've got up there that we go through praise and worship that, the, that these gentlemen, that, that our team are picking out, man, they are inspired of the Lord. Those are life-changing songs. Those are life-inspiring songs. Those are, those are songs that will run sickness out of your body. Run poverty out of your bank account. Run health back into your body. Heal your marriage. Heal your finances. Glory to God. You know, if anybody in here has any things with their finances or their health or any of that, we have, God has allowed this body to have a healing class over there. People say, well, I just don't know if I want to go there. People will think this and think that. If there's somebody in this room that's not having a situation, please don't raise your hand. Because it won't, it, 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 we'll have another problem. We are all have a deficit in some area of our lives. And the more word that we can hear, the stronger we'll become. The stronger we'll become, the quicker we get out. Right. Hallelujah. And I can tell you over there, Jody and them, they'd like to see more people. That's, that place starts getting 100, 200 people in there, that word will change. You start getting 40, 50, 100 people drawing on the anointing on those over there. It'll come up. You'll start seeing wheelchairs emptied. You'll start seeing blind sea. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about this anointing that God's given us and this love that we go change other people's lives. Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Man, they just come out automatically, too. That's almost like that screen. <laughs> Quick, sharp, and bright. <laughs> and I'm in the same line. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh. Hallelujah. And I, I don't mean to be like I am. I'm just that way. I, I think you just got to laugh at it. I, I think everybody... To me, it's all humorous because the devil is a joke. He's a loser. And he's trying to get us to take him serious. Why? He don't have any stuff. He's like a firecracker without gunpowder. Just a bunch of fizz. That's it. Kind of like a club soda. But let's just bow our heads for a minute. Let's thank the Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for if somebody was coming short, Father, or if somebody was about to quit, Father, that you would reach down, Father, and that you would touch them. Father, that you would <clears throat> encourage them, that you would strengthen them, Father, that you would show them, Father, the way out, that you would direct them in your word, Father. I just thank you, Father, right now. I thank you, Father, for your ministering, your spirits and angels, that you would cause things to come forth in our lives, that where we had deficits, they would be filled, where things were gone, that they'd be recreated. Where things would be damaged, they'd be restored. And where love was lost, love would be rekindled. And that fire would be burning greater than ever, stronger than ever. And I just thank you, Father, that you would place within our hearts, Father, the desire to come up to another level, to serve you, to hold out and to hold on and to not quit. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name.
and then we don't want to let the most one of the most important things go. We're going to reaffirm our faith. Say this after me. Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus. That he died on the cross. That he rose again. That he paid the full price for all my sins. Jesus, I confess you as Lord of my life. King of kings. Lord of lords. Soon to come again. As you help me, I will serve you all the days of my life. And I'm persuaded. Oh, my turn. I'm sorry. I should have said so. I'm persuaded if you said that in your heart and you weren't saved, that something's happened. Uh, Altar care people, teams, we're about to dismiss. And if uh, you you received the Lord tonight for the first time or you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit or you'd like somebody to pray with you, come down as they're walking out. And if you're watching by the internet or the TV, call the number and give us a praise report. And we just thank you and we appreciate you. And God bless you all. We love you and hope to see you Sunday. Be blessed. You're dismissed.